In the U.S., the COVID BA5 variant accounts for 65% of the new COVID infections. In Europe, BA5 has increased infections by 25% and by over 30% worldwide. And scientists indicate BA5 is the most transmissible variant yet. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Although it is midsummer and we are all active outside, again, the pandemic continues to hold us hostage, should we wish to recognize such or not. Doctors and virologists are hard at work completing the development of another booster by fall. The new booster is needed as, in addition to its higher transmissibility, BA5 has also mutated to be more evasive to the vaccines we already have. On this edition, we brief ourselves regarding the BA5 variant and how to better protect ourselves and our families when being outside becomes being inside this fall. Sharing the insight from the Colorado Department of Health and Environment with us is State Epidemiologist Response Manager, Dr. Ginger Stringer. The thing about BA5 and um, to some extent BA4, which is also circulating widely right now, Um, that I think has everybody's attention is just um, that it has some elements of immune escape um, that is not unexpected with viral uh, evolution. But um, they were first detected in South Africa in early in 2022 and became dominant variants in, in South Africa by May. And now worldwide, they're starting to become more prevalent and become the predominant circulating variant in the world and in the nation. Right now in the U.S., BA5 is the dominant circulating strain estimated at about 65% of cases. When I first saw it, I said, oh, my goodness, here we go again. But are Americans thinking, you know, that the pandemic is going to be over, we've gotten control of COVID, but... It keeps giving us these indicators that it's going to be more like the flu coming back to uh, tap us on the shoulder year after year after year. I think that's right. Um, We are going to continue to see the virus evolve as it's circulating in our communities. Um, And we're going to continue to see COVID cases. Um, I don't think that we are going to get to a place where we are COVID free. Um, We are, however, reaching really high levels, especially in Colorado, um, high levels of immunity through vaccination and infection. So we're seeing much less severe outcomes than we did in previous parts of the pandemic. So right now we have COVID, we're gonna have COVID with us in the long term, but it's not as disruptive of our, um, of our economy and of our social structure and of our um, institutions as it was in 2020 when the virus was first emerging. Um, we have much less severe disease, um, much less severe outcomes happening with each new variant that's emerging. And you said uh, something about immune escape, immune escapability. Is that one of the things that really makes this BA5 uh, different than things before? It can get around some of the uh, some of the shots that we have already taken. Yeah, it does have some immune escape features. The way that the virus has has mutated, it is able to escape some of the immune features of the body. So um, we are less likely to be protected from infection, but it is still very effective in preventing serious illness and hospitalizations for all of the variants that are circulating. Um, So even though it seems like we have more breakthrough cases 
for something like BA5 and other recent variants, yeah. we still have very, very high protection against um, serious illness and hospitalization. That's the, the, the key thing I think the public needs to know then is that the vaccines that they already have in them is going to help protect from that, not necessarily from being infected. Correct. And we definitely continue to recommend that all Coloradans stay up to date with recommended vaccine doses, including boosters when they're eligible. Right now we have a widely available and very effective vaccine for everybody above the age of six months. And we encourage all, all of uh, Colorado to um, get that vaccine and all of the recommended doses. Now there's going to be, or at least everyone is working on a new vaccine uh, for uh, VA, for BA5 and maybe some in the future that they're looking at uh, distributing to us in October for fall, for for winter. Is that correct? Yeah, there are discussions. Um, I don't think anything has been approved yet that I've seen, but there are discussions about developing um, an updated COVID vaccine for the fall that would have basically pieces of immunity to that ancestral viral strain, the original viral strain that the vaccines are based on now, and then kind of update it for um, components that would increase immunity to the Omicron variants like BA4 and BA5 that we're seeing now. I don't know when that will be available, but I think it's coming coming down the pike this fall. When it gets here, will there be a separate formulation for uh, for youth and kids? Or um, I think that there will still probably be adult and pediatric formulations. I'm not sure. Um, I haven't seen that data. But for most vaccines, there are at least kind of those two variations, one for pediatric populations and one for adult populations. And I don't know what the plan is for the um, for the updated vaccine coming soon. I haven't I haven't seen any applications submitted or any data on that, so I don't want to speculate too much about that. But sure. um, regardless of what the formulation is, when it does become available, um, we recommend people in all age groups get that um, updated dose as soon as they're eligible based on their age. If one contracts a BA5, is it going to be, or the symptoms, you know, the major symptoms going to be similar to uh, the uh, the previous COVID-19 variations? Yep. We haven't seen um, too much change in the kinds of symptoms that these variants are uh, causing. We still have a lot of people who have very, very mild symptoms or no symptoms at all. Um, Mm -hmm. But the symptoms that do develop are the same as they have been for previous variants. They can be mild and feel like the common cold, fever, cough, um, tiredness, headache, um, that kind of unique symptom associated with Uh COVID-19. Loss of taste or smell is still present with these variants. Are the people who are most at risk still age uh, 50 plus or 65 plus? Um, yes, older older individuals are still considered higher risk. Um, people who have underlying health conditions or, you know, other disabilities can be at higher risk. And anybody who is unsure of their risk should talk to their provider about uh, making sure that they are using the best precautions to keep them safe, including getting vaccinated um, considerations around masking in public places when 
uh, transmission is high and um, other other ways that they can protect themselves and their families. Well, flu is still out there, too. Is there any way to delineate between maybe I'm catching a cold and flu versus a, uh, a, a BA5? Testing is the best way to know. I think there is a lot of overlap in symptoms. Um, we do want to encourage people to get tested if they have COVID-like symptoms so that they can access therapeutics as soon as possible. Uh Um, We don't have a lot of flu circulating right this second, but we are headed into the fall when that flu activity is going to start picking up. So testing will be important to be able to distinguish what's causing those um, cold-like symptoms. So we may be looking at getting another COVID booster along with getting a regular flu shot then. Yeah, I imagine that this fall there will be both a flu shot and a COVID shot on on our radar. Protecting ourselves, is it still being outside is still the best thing, but as it gets colder, you can't be outside. So are we looking at masking up and distancing again? I think that, you know, individuals need to make those decisions for themselves based on their individual risk and what transmission looks like in their communities. As we move our activities more indoors during the winter months, there is less air circulation and a a higher risk of coming into contact with somebody who is ill with COVID or the flu or something else. So masking is certainly an effective way to um, prevent transmission, and we encourage each each person to um, consider their risk factors, talk to their providers about um, their risk, and really look at the CDC community level to understand what the risk is in the communities where they live and work and spend time. Well, doctor, the transmissibility I've been reading is one of the attributes that BA5 has, and being inside at, uh, well, you know, the last uh, couple of weeks, people have been celebrating the avalanche, so they're going to be packing avalanche games left and right, much less the nuggets. <laughs> so um, is there, uh, if if they're planning on going to these things, should they plan on being masked up for the entire game and that kind of kind of stuff? Because they're going to be sitting there with, with 15,000, 20,000 people, and everybody's not vaccinated. We know that. Yeah, um, that's very true. And we do still have uh, quite a lot of covid Uh, transmission in our communities. So I think individuals need to understand their risk and make the best decision for themselves. Um, We don't have any current universal masking requirements, but we certainly encourage individuals to make those decisions about attending uh, crowded events or um, choosing to mask in public based on their personal risk and the levels of transmission both where they live and, you know, where they're attending these kinds of events. So to help protect yourself (laughs) better, not only get a booster shot when it becomes available, but mask up, distance, everything that we've been doing before, we need to continue because this fall we have Thanksgiving coming up again and Christmas coming up as well. And with the BA5's transmissibility and that kind of thing, we probably need to keep those other tactics we've been using firsthand so we can remember to get them done regularly to keep ourselves safe. Yep. I think um, continuing to stay up to date on vaccines, practicing good hand and cough hygiene, um, cleaning high-touch surfaces, uh, getting tested, isolating, staying home if you're sick, 
considering masking in, in public based on your personal risk and community levels are all ways that we can um, continue to prevent transmission of COVID and protect ourselves against other uh, viruses that might be circulating as well. So BA5 can't make you any sicker than any of the previous strains, or will their long COVID symptoms be any different in case you contract? We don't know. It hasn't been around a lot, not long enough to speculate about long COVID, but yeah. um, we haven't seen any indication that the BA5 is more severe or causing more severe illness than previous variants. Our hospitalizations and severe outcomes are still uh, much lower than they have been at previous points in the pandemic. It's really hard to figure out what the um, kind of intrinsic immunity of one specific variant is over another because existing immunity in the community where it's circulating really impacts the rates of severe disease that we see. So right now we are still seeing really high case rates and really high transmission, but we are seeing pretty stable um, hospitalization rates at a much lower rate than we have at previous parts of the pandemic, which is a hopeful sign. Yeah. I think it was last year, 20, uh, in 21, we got another variant that showed up for December. You know, uh, everybody said, okay, here it is. You think we're going to have another variation that may pop up during the middle of winter? And should people take it as seriously as they're taking BA5 now and the predecessors instead of just saying, oh, here we go again, I'll still be fine? <laughs> I think we're going to continue to see new variants and new surges. Um, yeah. I'm hopeful that we won't see a surge like we did last winter with the initial Omicron wave. Um, the current surge is much lower, much um, less severe than that wave. And we also have much more wide availability and much more um, broad age coverage for the vaccine. And I think sure. as we continue to vaccinate our population um, now down to the age of six months, that will help mitigate the risk associated with future variant surges that we certainly will see. Dr. Ginger Stringer, the state epidemiologist response manager of the Colorado Department of Health and Environment, has shared the current insight to the COVID BA5 variant presently spreading through the population. You can learn more online at the CDPHE website at https no www.covid19.colorado.gov. Repeat, that's h https backslash backslash covid19.colorado.gov. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Get yourself vaccinated for your health and your family's safety. And we do thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.